Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. All right, Chris. Happy New Year. How you doing? Happy New Year. Let's see if we remember how to do this. I know. <laughs> how long has it been, actually? I think it's been maybe like five or six weeks, something like that. Yeah, I think like almost two months, maybe. Oh, shoot. You're right. So the last published date, November 15th. Whoa. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, I almost think much all, needed, though. Yeah, I would say almost entirely my fault. <laughs> I've no, pushed no. it back several times. <clears throat> all good. All good. Life happens. Work happens. We have the yeah. holidays. Um time off. So yeah. How are you feeling? Um, now we're into January already. Oh, I know we want to talk about 2022, but just like, what's the general like vibe? How, how are you feeling about everything right now? Yeah. It's been kind of a slow start for me. Today feels like my first real day back and and first Mm -hmm. real day of 2023. Uh, it's, yeah, man, for the last month, it seems like at least one person in my household has been sick every ah. single day, pretty much. Um, my, myself twice. Uh, last week was pretty rough, but yeah, just getting through that phase, uh, and and now things are turning the corner. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, I um, kind of similarly. I've, I've been feeling kind of in a lull personally. Um, just some stuff going on, and I don't know. Also, just not feeling like super stoked to like work for some reason maybe a little bit of like burnout, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just kind of like unmotivated and, and bored. So having like a, I took the 19th through the 30th off, um, which was, which was really good, really nice. Kind of just tried to be as like offline and physically active as possible, get it all in my system, shake it off, you know, do like a little, a little reset, did some snowboarding, which is fun. Um, and I'm getting back into the swing of things, but I still feel <laughs> pretty slow too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I've been going through a similar phase and yeah, it's just like having to uh, cut out Twitter mostly, cut out mm. a lot of the noise. Um, yeah. Trying to, trying to be offline a little bit more and just wait, wait to get that energy back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it might even be a little bit, um, little bit therapeutic to talk about the last year kind of just you know put a cap on it and summarize you know look look at everything we've done all the wins losses and everything in between so that we can move past it and maybe just kind of flush <laughs> it out of the system a little bit what do you say yeah yeah i think so well how should we do this where do you want to start you, you want to kind of like popcorn or you want to go through you want to like start anywhere in particular it's top of mind Oh man. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much have no format prepared. So should be exciting for everyone as we, as we meander through it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I mean, start with something top of mind. Like what do you think was, yeah. I mean, I like can, it? okay. Yeah. Cool. I can put a general theme on 2022 for me, yeah. which was a lot of growth personally Mm. but not revenue, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which I, a uh, very positive uh, way to frame it. Yeah. 
I might be willing to trade those too. So <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but mm. yeah, um, it was our, our slowest year ever, uh, for JetBoost as far as growth. Uh, even just looking at like flat, I don't know. Yeah. Flat revenue numbers. Is that what you would say? Versus like percentages, obviously percentages get lower over time. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but even just looking at like the hard numbers, uh, it, it was our slowest year. Mm-hmm. That being said, as the customer base grows, the churn grows, and you know, I've I think I've talked about that on on here before. That's kind of been eating at our growth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing to figure out next year. But yeah, on the personal growth side, I think going into twenty twenty two, I was maybe, maybe I just do this every year, but I was on a bit of a low note. Um, and really kind of feeling down about where things were at. And, um, I don't know, I, I, I sticking with things in 2022 taught me that, you know, whatever happens in the market, in the macro economy and with competitors, with, uh, you know, customers and everything that happens while you're running a business, like your business is stronger than you think. And, uh, you know, it's really helped build some personal resiliency. Uh, obviously my, my daughter was born. I had our second kid, um, two, two and two years. So, uh, I, I became, I think a lot better of a parent, um, just Mm. with having the perspective of two different babies who have very different personalities and, need some different strategies at times. And, um, I think also with just having one, uh, one baby initially, it like brought out a lot of the perfectionism in me, which quickly goes away when you're trying to, um, chase down two. So, yeah, uh, yeah, just a lot, a lot of growth on the personal side this year, a lot of changes, you know, moving across the country. Oh um, gosh, yeah. <laughs> so the business at times took a back seat to, uh, you know, everything that was going on with me and my family, but, um, to, to make it through that and feel good about the direction that things are headed in this year, I think is, has, um, uh, been a really good thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, yeah, that's a crazy theme. <clears throat> it's been a wild year, man. I feel like we're, we're always, we're both kind of hard on ourselves and yeah, very like, um, you know, our, our own biggest kind of critics, but like went through a lot this year, still did a great job. The business is doing well. So like give yourself a lot of credit. I think it's still like a, you know, a good year could have been a lot worse. Right. Um, could have been a a very different story with a number of different factors, but like given everything, um, like I would definitely be proud of the past year if I were you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'll talk about some of the things that happened, some of the things that didn't happen. And, uh, but yeah, I'm trying to give myself more grace, uh, given everything that's, that's gone on. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly, if I had to put a theme, uh, honestly, I feel like this year has also been like a big year of personal growth for myself as well. Um, but it's funny because I feel like I feel like I have kind of an oxymoron of a mix of different themes, but like 
in one perspective, I experimented like crazy and was all over, all over the place and was just like a massive juggling act. And on the flip side, I simplified a lot and really focused and kind of doubled down. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, you know, those two things were both big themes throughout the year. Um, but, you know, and one thing led to the other, you know, and so, uh, I think I have a lot of, a lot of clarity on like what I want, where I want to go, um, what success looks like for me personally. And I think for the first time, like this, this past year, I kind of figured out like, okay, here are the things that I want to do that is more like investing in making something continue to work and work better rather than like a lot of zero to one. How do I like get this started and off the ground for the first time? Essentially mm-hmm. there will still be more of that, but like, <clears throat> I feel like I kind of hit a stride with the newsletter and with the content of swipe files and figure out like what it was and what I wanted it to be. Or now I'm kind of just like, all right, here are the marching orders. Here's what, here's how this works. And here's where we go from here. Um, same thing with swipe. Well, getting that off the ground, getting kind of early traction and now being like, all right, we just need more of X, Y, and Z. Let's go after it. But like we have a solid base to build off of. Um, and so kind of like having things figured out. Uh, I think one of the big transitions to finally like, you know, I'm in SAS, like, here we go. This is, this Mm -hmm. is the life. Like I'm actually bootstrapping (laughs) a SAS company. Um, as like windy as that path and journey has been and will continue to be like, I'm on it now, you know, I've kind of taken those steps. Um, so I don't know how to kind of classify the theme of the past year, but very similarly, like very, very windy road, a lot of challenges and a lot of things that were kind of like cut along the way. But I think also a lot of really big learnings and, um, and some wins. I think similarly too, I, I need to look back on like the numbers, but like, I'm pretty sure very flat as well. Uh, let me just take a look from our notes and see. Nope. I don't have that there. I need to look somewhere else, but like also probably pretty flat revenue wise, which Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay with, I think this next year will be a different story, but, um, like at least it's not down, you know? Right. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) It could also be like slightly up. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, not really like a breakthrough year of sorts, right. more just like ran around a lot, kind of figured out what works and now on that path. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like you've probably over the last two years have just been planting so many different seeds and, you know, waiting to see yeah. what grows and what doesn't. And you're really like starting to hone in on those things. Like you said, the newsletter and, you know, you've had great success with your sponsorships and, uh, you know, a few things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you want to kind of run down the line and some of the specifics, uh, top of mind. Yeah. Uh, I can start with, I, I went back and found, <laughs> it's, it's actually even sad that I had to say that I went back and found my 2022 goals, uh, which oh, yeah. tells you how often <laughs> I was, I guess, checking on those and, and staying accountable to them. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was actually kind of surprised to see 
again, without having them top of mind all the time, like some of them, uh, I did hit other ones were pretty big misses. Um, so the three that I completely hit were to hire an accountant, which was huge. That was like one thing going mm-hmm. into last year where I was like, okay, taxes have gotten a lot more complicated. I really don't want to do this myself again. The year before I did it myself and it was like a nightmare. And yeah. I found a, a great referral from someone, um, through founder summit and, uh, the, the founder summit community. And he was phenomenal, gave me some great advice, got me a great return and, uh, looking forward to using him again this year. So just like having that off of my plate mentally has been huge. Oh yeah. Uh, the other two were marketing goals. So start the JetBoost blog and launch our affiliate program. Uh, those we did both of them, uh, both took quite a while. (laughs) (laughs) The, the blog, I think we launched it September, uh, and we we're actually, we're kind of stuck on three articles right now. We've got several that are in the works, but just need to be fully polished, uh, and published. And then the affiliate program, uh, this was initially launched to a small group in February and then took again a long, long time. I think it wasn't until October maybe that we fully launched it. Uh, this is, uh, one of my lessons learned from last year is just like, we've got to start moving faster. Uh, and, and most of this has been my mm. fault. Um, so yeah, those were, those were at least done, but both took quite a while, uh, to get done. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> Looking back on my list, it's interesting. I'm going to try to go in like chronological order a little bit, but right around the end of last year, I was finishing up marketing like a media company course for swipe files. And then I think I launched it <clears throat> right around, you know, like mid to late January of this last year in 2022. And, um, I never really gave it the like ongoing marketing support that I wanted to, um, it definitely like attracted some new members, but like <clears throat> still feels pretty underutilized. Um, and I want to do more of that this past year, but like one of the big things I was looking back at our 2022 kind of goals that we we're talking about on the podcast. And one of the things for me was, uh, like growing the funnel quote unquote. And I definitely failed in that regard of like, I wrote mm. a couple of pieces of content to try to get some more kind of traffic and wanted to get some like you know, really wanted to push for like 30,000 Twitter followers. Um, that didn't happen. And like traffic is still relatively the same for swipe files. There was a big emphasis on doing things to like improve the community, especially. And that kind of like totally fell off a cliff (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's really difficult managing and like facilitating a community. Um, yeah. I think I'm really feeling that now it's kind of a big open ended question for this, for this year, like what to do about that essentially. But, um, you know, launched the course, uh, reacquired him marketers and kind of turned it into the swipe files job board. Um, and actually I was just looking back through the bank statements cause I hadn't even looked, but it did about five and a half thousand dollars of revenue for the year. The, I think most of that being like the first half of the year before, the whole talks of like recession and 
stock market crash <laughs> and job market crash happening. Yeah, so that kind of makes sense. Um, we'll see what happens with it this year because there's there's also a new kind of emphasis on um, basically what Pallet, who facilitates the job board, they call like a talent collective. So now companies can pay to access uh, a list of kind of curated, vetted candidates. And that also gives them like a free job posting. So there's going to be like high churn with that, but it might, you know, people come to stick around for a couple of months. It's a little bit of a higher ticket item. So there's kind of less emphasis on like individual job posts and more on like subscribing to the talent collective. So anyways, we'll see how that goes. But like that was one of the big additions, uh, you know, in the last year for swipe files along with marketing, like media company, um, but like it didn't really do anything with the like community stuff. It was really hard. It felt like pulling teeth a little bit for me to try to work on those types of things. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot, a large part of that is due to the new focus and attention on swipe. Well, just making like, do I want to work on swipe well stuff or do I want to work on community stuff? Like, right. Uh, I'm going to choose swipe. Well, you know, like, yeah, if that wasn't there, I probably would have been able to force myself to really invest in the community, but that didn't happen. Um, but also, yeah, one of the big things, 2022 starting swipe. Well, it's pretty wild. Um, I think Connor started writing the first code in like late February, early March ish. So we're even coming up on like our first year kind of anniversary of sorts, first birthday. Wow. That's wild. I didn't realize that you guys started it that early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Even just looking back in the last year, like we, I feel like we kind of had a couple of like our kind of like seasons for working on swipe. Well, we're in like quarters and the first quarter was just kind of building the MVP and like specking out like designs and trying to figure out like what this thing is building the early features. And then there was like a couple months where it was all about, onboarding our first users and learning from those users and you know starting to get like our first customers and then like another quarter what was like marketing experiments so we launched the uh swipe well examples library and um doing the a little bit more like co-marketing prompts. yeah copywritingprompts.com um and then this last quarter has been more like backlink building and seo and uh like partnerships trying to get our affiliate program off the ground that's also been taking a while <laughs> it's very hard <laughs> to do that every single time i try to uh but yeah it's weird looking back because we just like gone through so many different kind of seasons that we've been working on very different types of projects Hmm. yeah i think you guys were really good the whole time though about like always soliciting user feedback and getting people in early as early as they could. And I think you maybe went through a few iterations of the UI, the onboarding experience, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. all of that takes time. And, uh, but if you don't do that, then you launch something that ends up being, you know, wildly out of, uh, someone's expectations or, uh, just isn't the product that they want. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think you guys are set up great for this year. Yeah. 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 It'll be an exciting, exciting year. Like really doubling down on it. I think it's been a little bit slower, like revenue growth wise than we'd like to, 
we still get lots of new users all the time and we get upgrades kind of like sporadically to to paid accounts but um like we just need a lot more traffic to work to work mm-hmm. with and um i think we're still like we're getting closer to product market fit but i think that like working on things like team accounts and more kind of collaborative features will really get us closer to what we need for like a, a really like scalable, you know, crowded market fit essentially. Um, but yeah, I mean this, this past year too has been a lot of just like a lot of experimenting with those types of things too. Like towards the beginning of the year, I sort of like went on this adventure of starting new SAS projects with all, all sorts of people and pretty much all of them fizzled out except for Connor and Swipewell, which I'm super thankful for. That's cool. But that was also a big thing that was like taking a ton of attention. Um, you know, lots of brainstorming, lots of reaching out to people, asking for feedback, you know, meetings, feeling people out. Um, I wouldn't say every single idea has fizzled out. It's more like the execution hasn't been there except for Swipewell. Um, but like being able to land on swipe well with Connor, it's been awesome and like a big breakthrough for this year for sure. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> what else on uh, your list? Yeah. Pop it back over to me. So yeah, I'll go over two more goals. Uh, these were both kind of misses. Uh, the first was we had five big product goals. Uh, we only hit, I would say one and a half of those. Uh, it was, it was definitely, a. I don't know. It's hard to say. It, it feels like it was a down year as far as shipping product. Uh, we, it was, I think it was the first year we did not ship any new boosters, which is like our different product mm. lines. Right. Um, wow. so yeah, that looking back on that does not feel good. Uh, I will say though. Just the other day, I I happened to be going through uh, a few of our old project management tools, just looking at the the old backlogs to see if um, there were maybe things I missed because we we moved to a new system. Uh, It was kind of nice going through and seeing all these, you know, because we don't use those anymore. Like there's still a lot of open items. Seeing like, Mm -hmm. oh, we did that. Oh, we did that. We did that. We did that. Oh, Uh, nice. Yeah. And these were all, you know. In a lot of cases, like like smaller features, but just seeing, oh, like this thing that was a problem is no longer a problem because we shipped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, customers dealing with this issue, like that doesn't exist anymore because we, we shipped a fix for that. Uh, so while we didn't have like a flagship feature this last year, we spent a lot of time building features that assist customers, uh, that reduce our support load. And one of the things I've noticed towards the end of this year was we're, we're, we're definitely reaping the benefit of that because like JetBoost feels like a much more calm company now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as, as Tyler loves to say, it, it, it really does. Like I oh. have, I mean, this past year, both for fun, like vacations, but also, you know, um, the movement, like I ended up taking a, a quite a bit of time off. And it was really the first year where it felt like I could do that and mm. things wouldn't suffer terribly or, or I wouldn't be super anxious about what I was missing or, or what was going on. And, uh, um, right. yeah, to, 
to be in that position now and, and not be fighting fires, you know, seemingly every week, uh, feels very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. From, from my perspective too, it feels like JetBoost has kind of evolved from like, oh, we create little Webflow plugins to like, we have like one kind of product that has a bunch of features that each, you know, help you kind of augment or improve your Webflow experience. But it feels like a more like mature kind of um, consolidated or maybe not like like a mature holistic product, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, that's definitely where we're trying to get to. I think we're still in a little bit of an in-between phase, both on the product side and some of the marketing messaging. Uh, one of our big things this year is to revamp the website and a lot of our messaging there. Uh, there are places like the, the Webflow Marketplace listing where we do a lot better job. I mean, just because it's, it's newer content of really telling the story of, yeah, this is one cohesive product and here's all these different features that it has for mm -hmm. your Webflow site. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean the, the pricing also reflects that like we've, we've moved away from, that was, um, one of our big wins this year was moving away from the individual call it plugin pricing to we just are, you know, here's your normal SaaS tiers. Um, there's, you know, you get some of the premium features. If you move up tiers, you get more, uh, there's a little bit of a usage based component. Um, mm -hmm. you know, as, as you move up tiers and that all feels really good and aligns with like where we want things to go. Yeah. I mean, the Webflow listing in and of itself is like a ginormous win. And just like testament to how far the product has come and capping off the year with like a big, a big new breakthrough, you know, just in sort of like how JetBoost is positioned in the market and the relationship with Webflow and, you know, the, the potential for the future as well. Like that's ginormous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were. Yeah, definitely a huge win. I can't remember the exact number, but somewhere 12 to 14. We were one of the initial 12 to 14 apps in the, mm -hmm. the Webflow marketplace. So that was really cool. Um, and like you said, a lot of potential for this year. Uh, Webflow conference was definitely a huge win. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, great, great experience talking to customers and, um, you know, and getting a couple shout outs there. So, yeah, a, a lot of... There are a lot of really great things that happened this year that only happened due to just the work that's been put in over the last three years. Like mm -hmm. it's some of this stuff, yeah. like it just takes that long. I know, man. Yeah. Awesome to be in that position now, but like how frustrating, <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, this is the result of three years, you know, like, man, you yeah. really got to put in your time. Yeah. And it'll be uh, about three years since you've been working on it full time in the next month or so, right? Uh, yeah, March will be three years full yeah. time. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Always, always, it's always strange looking at, um, you know, our journey that's wiped well so far. And then now being in it, looking at like kind of the journeys of other people in the past 
And it gives you a new appreciation for like, you went full time on it when it was at what MRR, you know, and like <laughs> it took you how long to get to this milestone? Like that's, that's wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it feels, it can feel like normal or kind of like underwhelming when you don't have the appreciation for it, having gone through it yourself. Yeah. I, I really think that's why, I mean, there's so many entrepreneurs who are much, much further along than I am that have helped me or, or taken time with me and everyone just like so generous and gracious. And I think it's because like anyone who's gone through this just knows how much of a struggle it is at mm-hmm. the earlier phases. And, uh, yeah, you just like want to be helpful in any way that you can. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Man, that's a big one. You know, it's one of the other ones <laughs> that I keep forgetting about. That's so funny is us, um, almost acquiring a SaaS company this year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I almost forgot that that happened. I like never really think about it. And yeah. it got brought up at a Indie Hacker San Diego meetup the other day. And I was like, oh yeah, that's wild. Like we almost did that. That would have, that would have made our conversation now a lot different. It would have been a lot different. That, yeah. Yeah. Another SaaS to manage and grow yep. and the financial pressure of that as well. And, um, in a way I'm, I'm, I'm glad that things have played out the the way that they have. Um, but also that was just a wild experience to go through in the last year <laughs> and yeah. to, to think back on. I mean, and we came pretty close twice. Like one was much more public than the other one, but yeah, you're right. No, you're right. It was twice. Yeah. Yep. I know. Wow. See, I forgot already. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> and it, in both away. cases, I, I th- it's tough. There, there's, there's definitely pros that neither worked out, but I think with either one, we could have done really well with it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Ah, such mixed, mixed emotions. I know. <laughs> but yeah. I think that that was a big one. I mean, even just going through those experiences gave me a whole new appreciation for what that process looks like and mm-hmm. how to think about, you know, SaaS company valuations and the process and what makes for a good business and what do you look for? What do you not look for? What are the red flags, um, the opportunities, having a more like um, kind of futuristic business mindset, you know, where you're really trying to think about where does this go and how do we get to the the point that we want to um, that, you know, even, even though we, we didn't end up going through with either of those acquisitions or they didn't work out. Um, the, the process alone of being, you know, of wanting to acquire both of those was felt like a lifetime of experience, you know, like, yeah, we got just like a, a enough taste to see like what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was also interesting to experience how different our financial backer acted uh, in say like the first quarter of the year <laughs> later on in the year when we tried the second one, uh, it, it was suddenly not so easy to get money. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I know things change fast, man. I never, yep. yeah. I mean, that's a whole other conversation in of itself, but like looking back in the last year and realizing all the things that like felt normal that were not normal. Right. Um, how easy it was to get money. Everything feels like number go up. 
Mm-hmm. Just you take everything from great for granted and you feel like the sky's the limit and it's easy. We just got to put in the time or the money. And now things feeling like it's a struggle or, you know, people are holding on to their purse strings pretty tight. Right. And, um, it's just so different. The environment is totally different. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Even just the way that people think about things. And I think about stuff personally, you know, I'm not so much like in that risk taking mode, but a little bit more in that kind of conservation mode and, you know, being ready to strike and invest when, when it's right, but really like trying to think through, okay, how do we get through these next couple of years and position ourselves well? And yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. That's the only way to, one way to find <laughs> out. Just got to live through it. I've got, um, one, one other goal that I didn't hit that I'm actually glad I didn't hit. Uh, it's kind of funny cause I, I forgot I'd even written this down at the beginning of last mm-hmm. year, which was to sell jet boost by the end of the year. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was I felt, things felt tough um, starting last year, and I felt like maybe maybe I was over it, and it was time to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, even though I wrote that down, like I don't think I really spent any time actually pursuing it. Yeah, um, yeah. it was just kind of uh, I was fed up with everything at the time, and it felt like a, a way to get out. Um, but what's cool now is starting this year, like that's not even anywhere near my mind. Like I am, hmm. it's almost been a 180. Like I'm ready to completely focus on, on jet boost and growing it, growing the product, uh, growing the team, growing the business and, uh, yeah, zero intentions to sell. Um, hmm. I, I can't even think of a scenario right now where, where I would, be wanting to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's taken, it's taken a lot of struggle to get there. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I just finally realized like Jetboost is my business. No one's going to save me. Uh, mm-hmm. there's no sort of easy exit. Uh, there's, there's all these things I've thought about. Well, like the next business I do, I'm going to do this right. And I'm going to do that. Right. And it's like, um, no, I'm just going to start doing those things right now. And I'm yeah. going to, even if it's harder, like, cause I got to go back and fix all the crap that I've accumulated up to this point. Um, but it's like, this is the big business I need to fix and mm-hmm. not just try and, you know, give up and, and start with a clean slate. So, yeah. right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm like super, uh, obviously next time we talk, we're going to talk more about 2023, but super excited about that. Yeah, totally. Do you think that some of that has to do with um, doing a little bit more hiring this past year and reducing support or like, like tangibly, what are the big things that you think has kind of like helped change your mind versus just like the mindset part of it, which is like, you know, responsibility and kind of being okay with the, you know, the things that are suboptimal or that you do differently next time. Yeah, I think hiring has been a part of it. Seeing when hires work out, like what a tremendous impact it can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
seeing now that I've gone through it a few times, like I can recognize faster when a hire is not working out mm-hmm. and I need to start taking action faster on that. And this is, this is kind of like another lesson from last year, but just like I, I have not been making decisions quickly enough. And that's when I start to feel the most miserable when I'm just like um, wallowing back and forth on something and like, should we do this? Should we not do this? Like this year, I just want to just do stuff and do it quickly yeah. And okay, we're going to make this decision. And if it's not the right one, uh, you know, then we'll, we'll change course. And I don't even know if I should say this, but (laughs) it, a lot of it, uh, well, some of it has been inspired by like watching what's happening at Twitter. And I know a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't understand Elon's personal Twitter account at all. And some of the shit he says, but I heard him, it was actually the interview on the all in podcast and it was like extremely inspiring what he was talking about, which was, you know, he's like, we're going to try all these things and a lot of the things aren't going to work and we're going to learn from it and we're going to have a better product afterwards. Like the, the initial, whatever rollout it was of the verification, everyone's like laughing at it, making fun of it. It's like, yeah, you could have taken two months and like designed by committee how the perfect verification system could work or you could just throw something over the wall and yeah you're gonna loudly find out like that that wasn't it but (laughs) then you're gonna move in another direction and 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 iterate forward and so yeah i don't know it's just it's kind of reshaping my mindset because that's more how i was say 2019 2020 um and over time it's become more about feeling like i need to protect what we have i need to not screw up uh, you know, make sure I don't hurt. Not that we would break existing customer sites, but like being so cautious about making any little mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, ver- the, everything is, it's, it's easy to roll changes back. It's easy to undo things. And, um, yeah, I just want to get to the point where we're really like pushing forward again, the, mm-hmm. Jebus the product, even just like the Webflow ecosystem in general, and and innovating again, um, yeah, totally, yeah. It's kind of getting back to that like <clears throat> original startup ethos of move fast and break things. Yeah, it's kind of exactly easy to forget, <clears throat> yeah. and it's harder to implement the more things there are to break, and the the more underplay, the more people there are to break things, but. Um, still like a valuable, obviously you can't, you know, you have to be careful how far you really take that mantra, but, um, you know, finding yourself on the opposite end of the spectrum, going more towards the, okay, let's, let's not be as cautious or we don't have to worry about these things as much. It's not a big deal if X, Y, and Z happens, or we can quickly fix the things that we can break, you know, but with the end result, like Elon said, having a better product and being able to move faster and get to that better product quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Cause with Chepus, it's not like, you know, it's not like we're in healthcare. People's lives aren't on the line. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> the stakes are all things considered like fairly low. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That was kind of a tangent on your original question is <laughs> as, as to what has, um, you know, how my mindset has changed, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for me, I'll, I'll mention something that's, um, very mindset related. That's definitely like a big unlock for this year is, um, 
I think for like, to be honest, so if I'm really being very introspective, like a lot of my life, I've been kind of been in a rush to get to the next stage, to the next thing, the next milestone. Um, kind of telling my, myself the story of like, well, once I'm here, once I have this, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be satisfied. Um, and it's kind of been, a, I mean, personally, it's not a very healthy mindset to have all the time because then you're never happy. You're always looking for the next thing mm-hmm. and always telling yourself the story and kind of delaying things unnecessarily until that milestone happens. Um, and this year I've sort of like gotten rid of that and been like, you know what, however long it takes, it's fine with me. It, you know, it happens when it happens and really like not trying to force things either and trying to like make something happen and more kind of letting it come to me a little bit more of like, well, I don't know if this thing will be as successful or not, or I don't know how big this thing will be, or I don't know if this will work, but I'm going to do it anyways and kind of just keep my mind open and be okay if it doesn't. And then move on to the next thing instead of being like, well, this ass has to work. This is the thing that I'm going to work on for the next 10 years. Or, you know, this is the thing that I'm going to end up selling and reaching my big goal. Or this is the thing that I can finally start working on full time. And I'm going to be able to do that within the next six to 12 months. And just being like, right, it's going to take time. And I don't know if it'll even work in the first place. And that'll be okay. I'll be fine with that. I'm not going to like delay life or my kind of happiness until I reach this kind of arbitrary thing that I set in my mind. Um, and I think what, what I'm finding, what I, what I hope happens too, is that because of that, I'll end up being more successful at the end of the day, like kind of like letting go of it and not trying to force it might end up making it happen quicker or happen in the first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 100%. I feel like that happens, you know, like sometimes when you're like, if you're single and you're like always trying to meet new people and you're like desperate to be married, then you end up having a, like a lot of failures in relationships. And then once you're like, all right, it happens when it happens or like you give up, then someone kind of drops in your life and they end up being the person yep. for you. It's the same thing for business a little bit. Like, Try not to force it, try not to rush it. Just let it come to you and make the most of it um, when it does come. So that's been a big mindset shift this year that I'm trying to uh, continue into 23. Yeah, that's awesome. Because no matter what you're doing or what you're working on at the moment, you're going to be learning from that and Mm -hmm. it's going to make you better for the next thing whenever that does happen. Yeah, yeah. I think too also realizing like, I want to do this for a long time and I'm not going to try to like push towards some sort of exit or payday or, you know, windfall of some sort or even some sort of milestone where I feel like I'm more secure or successful just being like, well, I'm going to be happy with the way things are now just being able to do it and being able to provide for myself and being fairly comfortable. And if those things happen in the future, that's great. But like, this is the real, part of the work that I'm interested in the more intrinsic value rather than the extrinsic kind of outcome later on. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I really relate to that. It's like, I've been kind of, you know, talking about 
thinking about selling JetBoost last year, it's like, I felt like this is only a win if I find a good exit from it. And, Mm. you know, uh, yeah, I've kind of shifted as well. And thinking like, I want to be in this for the long haul. If I'm doing this five, six, seven, eight years from now, like that's actually awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No matter the revenue or like the size or the amount of product innovation you've made, it's just, right. Um, you know, the game that you're playing, happy to play the game. Exactly. Sorry, my camera keeps going out of focus and it's annoying me. Um, one thing I will say that I did hit the goal for this year, uh, by the skin of my teeth, actually I technically didn't hit it this year, but, um, the beginning of the year I had set out to hit 30,000 Twitter followers did not hit that. Um, $200,000 in product revenue did not hit that. Although I was kind of close in the ballpark. Um, and 15,000 newsletter subscribers, which I think by December 31st, I was at 14,975. So I'm going to call it a win and just say that I did hit it barely because by January first or second, I, I did hit the goal. Um, but that's been awesome. Really seeing like the newsletter kind of blossom into like the main thing, the entree of swipe files, if you will, Mm -hmm. and being excited about it and motivated by it. Um, seeing the sponsorship revenue surpass everything else that I've done in the past and feeling good about that. And, um, being excited to write more content, like, I think one of the big things was just feeling like, okay, this is something I can do, you know, for a long time, like continue to invest in. Whereas to be honest, areas like, you know, creating new courses or being really active in the community feel like a lot more work and mm-hmm. harder to, harder to feel motivated to keep doing those things. Um, so hitting, hitting the goal with the newsletter, feeling excited about creating new content and continuing to invest in that channel. It's, it's also easier to kind of quantify like the success of it just being that it's like, okay, well, how many subscribers do I have? What are the open rates? What is the the feedback that I get from people responding to emails? It feels very kind of alive, if you will. Um, and that's, that's probably one of my biggest wins for the year is, um, yeah. Hitting that milestone and really seeing the newsletter become like a big part of swipe files. Yeah. I think that that's, that's it. Like that feedback loop is so short and that's what fuels us more than anything, more than revenue numbers, more than, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter likes or whatever. It's like the short feedback loop from your readers, from your customers, from your users. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That was, that was definitely a big one. Um, also just a couple of, like tactical things about that. Um, spark loop has been invaluable from the newsletter referral program to um, cross-promoting through their tool called Upscribe, which is kind of rolled into their partner program now, but basically like, I think in July, I was at 8,000 subscribers. So I'd only grown by about 1,000. And then once I implemented the cross-promotion tool to kind of partner with other newsletters, I started growing by like 1,000 to 2,000 subscribers per month continually. And so just like completely hit a different growth tra- yeah. trajectory through that tactic. Um, and so continue to invest more in that. Um, 
I think also, I'm still trying to figure out what this looks like exactly, but um, I'll talk about it. Actually, I'll, I'll leave it for kind of talking about 2023 plans, but there, there's definitely an element to like keeping up with the times and capitalizing on new tactics when they're new <laughs> that like, yeah, you okay. sometimes you have to kind of churn through those different things and, and just keep going through them in order to keep growing. But like, I felt like I hit a couple of those, like the referral program at the right time, the cross promotion at the right, at the right time, um, Twitter at the right time, like the previous year that really got me gotcha. from like a thousand to 5,000 subscribers. You know, I don't know what that will be for 23. Hopefully it won't have to be like another ginormous thing, but, but I feel like I hit it, you know, this year kind of nailed it. Yeah. It makes me think of, I've seen a few instances of people talking about like building public and how it seems to somewhat be falling out of favor. If you were to look at like the, I don't know, public entrepreneurship meta, if you would call it that. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. whereas, you know, just a few years ago, you could almost build your entire product off of just being public about it. And yeah. Uh, you know, it's like you got to find the right tactic at the right time. Like you said, mm -hmm. it's just the reality of some of this marketing stuff. It's a little bit flash in the pan, kind of ephemeral. You got to capture it when you can, although, you know, otherwise you miss the bus. Um, yeah. You don't have to take every single one, but you know, when you can capitalize, it's best to really jump on early when you can. I mean, if in a few years on this podcast, we're going to be saying, you know, remember when we used to use that thing called Google and we wrote right. like all these articles <laughs> for it. <laughs> and that was a way to get new users. <laughs> we paid to be at the top of the search results. Paid. <laughs> oh man. I would be glad if that paradigm kind of went away. <laughs> it is a little bit strange really think about it. Yeah. What else did I do this year? Oh, uh, well actually I'll, I'll point it back to you. Cause I think I only have like one more kind of big thing to talk about. Um, so yeah, I can, uh, I, I can wrap up mine. So one big, big lesson from this year, hiring W2 employees, it is both challenging and expensive. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just like a one, one time challenge as far as like, you know, figuring out how to do it. There's then like, I would call ongoing, I don't want to say annoyances, but <laughs> ongoing things to deal with as far as, uh, you know, just administrative tasks, things renewing or needing renewals and filling out paperwork and, uh, you know, the health plan you had last year is no longer offered. So now you got to read through mm. all the health plans and find a new one. And, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's all good things in the end, but, uh, and it was definitely something that we needed to do for JetBoost and my situation with Noah and, um, it was, it was the right thing to do, but it's, it's not a decision to make lightly. Uh, and, I can see why the majority of bootstrap companies just like use contractors. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's definitely a much, much simpler business to run. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Man. I wonder, you know, one of the things I, I've actually been thinking about is, um, 
the I believe the last year, maybe the last two years, you know, there was like this big surge in remote work and we have flexible work and um, a lot of people moving more towards kind of the contractor model and being like, well, you know, we had like companies like Gumroad who were like, we're only going to be contractors and everyone is essentially part-time or make your own hours. We all work completely async. And I kind of wonder if like that was a sign of the top <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> you know, it's like at that time we could afford to think that way where it was like, this is just the kind of like the luxury of things going really, really well. And I wonder how much of that will translate to more of like a recession type of market or job market mm. at least. Um, and or if maybe that'll just, you know, do people want more W2 jobs? Is it actually more recession friendly to offer contract jobs? I mean, that people don't want them as often. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious how that'll play out now. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It does. It, it's hard to tell because it could just be like the circles I'm in, which is a lot of founders, a lot of or, or like wannabe founders. So it feels like more and more people are moving towards contracting than W2s, but mm -hmm. that could just be like the bias from the group that I'm tend to hang around. Yeah. Maybe not though. Yeah. It could be. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. there's kind of unexpected, you know, you think that X might cause Y and it turns out it's Z, you know? Yeah. Um, that'd be interesting for sure. But yeah, I mean, well, this last year was the year that Noah came on board full time, right? And that you sort of like made the switch to be like a C Corp and then be able to support W2 employees. So like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for it's good. It was a big employee. win for sure. Um, but yeah, not much more to well, add there. One of my last bits, um, which originally my goal when I started out on this project of writing founding marketing, uh, sort of like my, you know, compendium SaaS marketing book, early stage SaaS marketing book. I feel like, you know, I had the idea, I want to say in like March or April, maybe might've even been earlier, sort of starting like outlining, spent like a ton of time on the outline. I read, uh, Rob Fitzpatrick's book, right? Write useful books. Um, got a lot of feedback initially, like did a lot of like kind of customer feedback type of interactions with the outline of the book and then kind of like let it go for a while and like a couple months where I didn't do anything. And then I wrote like 80% of the first draft and then started getting, actually I didn't really start to get feedback on it, but I started like adding all these resources and you know, I got it to like 80, 85% and then I've completely stopped <laughs> again. <laughs> and um, my original goal when I first created it was to like have the first draft done and in people's hands to start getting feedback by the end of 2022. So I filled in that regard. I think I'm a little bit closer, probably maybe in like February or March to picking it up again and like finishing that first draft and then starting to get it into people's hands. But that was also one of the things where I was like, I think I'm kind of arbitrarily setting these goals and deadlines for myself mm -hmm. that don't really make sense for the season of life that I'm in and the other things that I have obligations for. Someone's going to press pause on this and revisit. Um, so I'm really glad to have started it in 2022 
and make the progress that I did, even though I didn't make as much as I wanted to originally, which is mostly arbitrary in the first place. <laughs> so I'm just going to call yeah. it a win and categorize it in, in the win bucket. I like it. Yeah. I, I wrote that. One of the things I learned is life has seasons and you need to accept where you're at and mm-hmm. not try and force things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I definitely get caught up in that where I'm like, same. okay, this thing needs my attention, but I don't want to sacrifice these things over here. And now I see it more of like a, all right, we need to like sub the players in and out, you know, like I can't have 20 players on the mm-hmm. field. You can only have 10. Mm-hmm. So pick your best 10 for that time, for that play, for whatever you're focused on. And, yeah. um, so hopefully founding marketing will make an appearance, be subbed in the next couple of months here, but, um, not trying to force it either. I like it. Well, is that it? Is that 2022? That's all I've got. Man, what a year. This is me in general. I always feel like the year goes by in a blur and it just feels like it was so, it was like a decade ago, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's that like startup founder perspective on time. It just gets so warped. But like really this last year, I was like, wow, like really gone through a lot of different seasons and projects and, you know, moods throughout the year. And it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Especially always looking at like Q1 of the previous year. That feels like mm-hmm. so many years ago. I know. I know. Yeah. And we're going to go through it again next year when yeah. we look back on the plans we made in this next episode. So yeah. <laughs> prepare mentally. <laughs> All right, man. Shall we wrap it there? Let's do it. Cool. Well, I'd love to hear from you guys, our listeners, beloved listeners. Thanks for hanging in with us and being patient. Glad to have you. If you have any thoughts, questions, ideas, comments on the last year or for us going forward in the next year, let us know. There should be a link to ask a question. You can drop a video, uh, audio note, or just a text message into zip message. Send us um, some, some feedback, some comment about the podcast. Otherwise, we'll see you in the next one.